Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad, and this week's intro is very similar to last week's, but he's editing this week, so you can't tell. You can't tell that I am an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that probably gave it away, didn't it? Fuck. I think so. I think that might have spoiled it a little bit. Me, uh, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this week we're going to be covering the newly released film, Bell. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited to jump into it too. But we are selfish, and we go through this every week. We like to talk about ourselves first. Before we talk about the topic <laughs> that we're actually getting into. Again, people come for the banter, stay for the anime for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I think initially they come for the anime, then quickly switch to bants, and then back to anime. Uh, it's because our first episodes were like three and a half hours long, so if it wasn't for the banter, I'm curious who would have stuck around. <laughs> that's true. That's Those episodes were also that long because I took notes, and that's why I've been fired from taking notes. <laughs> Yeah, my notes used to consist of a notebook, and now they're just sticky notes, so. Is it one sticky note per note? Uh, well, at the moment it is, while I'm at my parents' place, because I'm literally just taking the notes of the drop rate and, and the scores that it gets and the rating and stuff, but when I'm back in my flat, then then I'm a little bit more detailed. A little bit more detailed? You yeah. left the notebook at home, didn't you? I did leave the notebook at home. <laughs> You went camping. How I was did. that? I did. I go, I went laid back camping. Um, uh -huh. It was cold, but it was fun. Um, so it's, I don't know if you guys know a lot about Canadian camping, but uh, normally a lot of campsites open for May long, which is this weekend. Um, and, uh, and so they're open like last weekend or maybe the weekend before, but through the mountains it's normally they open last weekend or sometime during this week to be open for May long and uh we obviously didn't want to go camping during May long because it's crazy you know <laughs> that's that's the time when everybody goes um so we wanted to cut in there a little bit early um and so me and my parents took the uh, VW um, camper van. We have a 1982 Volkswagen camper van. Uh, it's the Vanagon uh, Westophilia. Westphalia. I I don't know how you pronounce that. <laughs> that one. <laughs> anyway, if you guys know it, you know it. It's that one. Um, and uh, and it's my dad's child more so than my brother and I. And uh, <laughs> um, and and we we went. And it was great fun. It was, we went for four nights and we just went up into the Rockies on the first, we spent two nights at the first campground and we saw a white-tailed deer. We saw a cow elk. We saw a weasel. There, there were, we were told that there had been a grizzly walking through the park just the day prior. And, and it was, we spent two nights there and that was really fun. And then we went into the provincial and national parks and we just kind of drove around because that, that one's like just outside the parks. Then we went into the parks for a night um, and then we went further south. Um, and at the last campground we stayed at, um, which is in Kananaskis, we didn't like we had been driving all day and we were supposed to go to this other campsite, but it had been tipping it down with rain. 
and we just we were supposed to like walk through the town that the campsite was around and stuff and um it had been tipping it down with rain and so we didn't bother going out and about through that town because it was just a miserable day so we kind of had a bit of a van day and we just drove um much further than we were planning and ended up nearly back at home I mean not at home we were still a couple hours away but like we had gone all the way into the the province over into BC and then we ended up pretty much just driving home because it was just I don't know it's kind of nice to drive in the van like when it's raining and miserable outside it feels cozy um so we would just have enjoying spending like parking up and having a coffee in the van and then driving on further and having another coffee and lunch and you know it was one of those vibes um and we got all the way to Kananaskis and we were the only people in the campground. And it was one of those campgrounds where it was like you pay in cash, you put it in a, a brown envelope, you put the brown envelope in a box and they don't really monitor it. You know, they might have like um, a, a park ranger or something drive around like one uh, once one time a night. You know, it's just a very small pit toilet campground. And we stayed there. And then in the morning... Um, cause we got in there pretty late and we just kind of popped the top, made the beds, went to bed and it was freezing and it was, there was snow everywhere. And, uh, and then we woke up in the morning and the whole van was covered in snow and we hadn't like, we had checked the weather and it wasn't due to snow, but it snowed. Um, and the whole van was covered in snow. And then I climbed down from the top cause I'm at the top. My parents, um, sleep in the, the bed below the bench seat turns into a bed. Um, and, and so, uh, I climbed down there, uh, climbed down from the top and my dad goes out to put the money in the box because we couldn't find it the night before it was dark and we couldn't see where the box was. So we had like fill out the form and stuff, but we couldn't find where to put the money. So my dad goes out to go and, and put the money in the box and, um, he bumps into the park ranger who was going to empty the box in that morning. And the park ranger just says, oh yeah, we've had, um, three black bears and two grizzlies walked past this campground last night. And it was like, oh, we're the only people in this campground. We've got a soft top van because like it, it pops up and then the sides are just fabric. Um, and, uh, and, and five bears walked <laughs> through the campground that night. We didn't see any of them. Tilly didn't bark. Um, we had a very peaceful night other than it being cold. Uh, but yeah, it was it was amusing to wake up the next morning. I'm like, I'm kind of glad we didn't know about that during the night. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a good time. We had a, a lot of fun. I I got some rocks. I found some quartz and some jasper and some other cool rocks. I didn't pick any up in the national parks or the provincial parks. I was good. I didn't take anything out of the parks. But yeah, suspicious. I, did. <laughs> I didn't. Though. <laughs> there there was one time when we went on a walk, and there's there was like a um a wood fence and there was like one of those horse breaks in the fence um and then trails and through the trails you could see on the other side there was like quad bike tracks and uh probably skidoo tracks and um uh well i mean obviously you wouldn't see the skidoo tracks on the snow you know what i mean there was like clearly mm-hmm. bikes quads uh people that weren't you know doing stuff that you're not allowed to do in the parks um, and I walked past that line and I was like, now I can collect rocks. And I walked through and I picked up like, I don't know, five or six rocks. And then I went back and I was like, if anyone calls me on collecting these rocks, if a park ranger comes and says, hey, where'd you get those rocks? I could be like, over the fence. I did not pick them up in the park. <laughs> oh, you done pissed off the rock police. I'm uh, sure the well, rock police listen to this podcast. 
I'm sure they believe every word after being very specific. I didn't pick them I up. I did. I didn't. And I didn't pick them up in the forest. I didn't. I didn't get anything in the park. So there was actually a story only recently of a guy who picked up like two or three fossils from inside the parks and he was fined a lot and sent to like, you know, when you're in prison, but you're not in prison, you're like at home, but you're in prison. You know what I mean? House arrest? I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it was house arrest or something along those lines. I'm not sure what the actual term is for it, but he, yeah, got sentenced um, because he, he picked up some rocks in the, in the national park, some fossils, I should say. Uh, I'm assuming they were worth a heck of a lot of money. Probably. Yeah. I'd take a guess. I mean, if they were fossils, I'm sure they're worth something to someone somewhere. Mm. Mm. Well, and, and there's a lot of like intense fossils in the Rockies and in Alberta as well. There's like in um, uh, Drumheller and stuff, there's like, like Albertosauruses and stuff. Like <laughs> there's like a lot of dinosaur bones to be found. Ah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And there's, um, I learned a new thing about a, a gemstone slash fossil slash stone thing. Um, so there's this, there's this fossil gemstone. It's, it was a fossil and has been turned into a gemstone. It's like a sea creature shell. Um, and it got fossilized and turned into like a rainbow pattern. And I think the, the gem is called amylite and the fossil is ammonite, but it might be the other way around. Um, and it's only found south of this one river in Alberta in like this tiny little patch. And uh, it's very, very rare. And they expect that it's all going to be mined up within the next 10 years. So <laughs> for future investment advice, if you have a couple hundred bucks lying around, try and get these like necklaces or jewelry that's been made out of this ammonite ammonite now, because uh, it's going to be mined up and there's going to be none left in the next decade. So if you want, if you want retirement fund, I recommend. Get your shit and get it now. Yeah. But what about you? I went camping. What did you do? Uh, anime. Mm-hmm. That's been about the extent of it. That's fair. Yesterday, I went and got fitted for a suit. Ooh. And then I went to a wedding. Ooh. So that's why this wasn't recorded on Saturday like it normally is. It's recorded the day of because, you know, I'm a masochist and want to try to do shit same day. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, I have a stiff neck from sleeping in the camper. That's fun. Ooh, that's not fun. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, so we won a contest. A contest? I say we won a contest. I won a contest under the guise of you and I. Oh, okay. Or under the con... <laughs> Pretty much everybody in the entire streaming friend group knows that B&B anime is run by me. Yeah. Like, as far as the social media stuff goes. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much all our Twitter is, is just me just interacting with people. <laughs> yep. Because why not? It. <laughs> I gotta do something with it. I can't just let it sit there. Yeah, and I forget. Do we actually? Do we actually make tweets? No. It Podbean will post a tweet for us whenever episodes go live. I know. I need. I I'm bad at social media, which is dumb considering my profession for a while was social media marketing manager of an agency. But mm. now that I don't do that for a living, my brain shuts off. But I mean, think about where the podcast could be if we actually use social media to its full potential. I know, I need to. We would probably be in the same situation, but hey, we'll be out here. We're gaming. <laughs> I have ideas. I just don't follow through with them. <laughs> 
So would you like to would you like to hear about the contest that we won and how I we would. won it? Yes. So a friend of mine in the group, uh Cameo Corgi, he does a thing on Twitter where once a month he will let the most liked image on his uh like reply to mm. his call out will get to be his background for his PC for a whole month. Ooh. And so I um, may or may not have used my influence to ensure that that was the winning uh, image. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. So as you can tell, Spy Family has pretty much taken over my life. <laughs> it's so good. Like I genuinely cannot wait for it to wrap so I can make you watch it. Sounds good. Because I know you refuse to watch anything week to week, and it breaks my heart because this show is so fucking good. Well, yeah, that's true. Like, it is... I'm going to have trouble whenever it comes time to try to figure out our anime of the year. <laughs> yeah, you keep saying, this is it for sure, this is it for sure, this is it for sure, and I'm like... I mean, okay, so listen, my dress-up darling has stolen my heart. Oh, I have good news. Oh. I was finally able to buy the third volume of Dress-Up Darling. Oh, nice. It finally came available on right stuff after I've been searching for it for like four months. Nice. So it's on its way. It should be here Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And my pre-order for volume five showed up like last week. Nice. So my set will finally be complete and I'm so happy. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, so Anya has officially won us a background. That's about the most <laughs> I've been able to win. But it's Anya. So you know what? It's worth it. God, Spy Family so good. It sounds great. <laughs> Good. Also, I think that image is going to be my next Twitch emote. Perfect. Because <laughs> at this point, yeah. after the subathon, I have like nine mm -hmm. emote slots I got to fill. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> to upload those uh, files to the streaming Discord <laughs> so mm -hmm. everybody can use them. Because everybody's like... We love your emotes. Can can we use them can in the Discord? And I'm like, uh, eventually, I gotta I gotta get a new iPad. Yes, but eventually, yes. <laughs> After I'm able to recreate the files, because my iPad did it go bust, so I got to I got to oh. get a new one. No, oh. it's I fine. It was old. It was time. Yeah, it was time. Mm. But outside of that, so um, I've got some news this Ooh. week. Yeah. First time I've had news in like a year, mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. So we officially got confirmation that Crunchyroll is going to be bringing Makoto Shinkai's newest film to theaters in early 2023. Oh, okay. So if I had to guess, I'd say probably they're going to bring it in February. Mm -hmm. Because due to the nature of big anime releases, typically they will never release a big anime film like two like two within the same month, mm -hmm. at least overseas anyway. Now, Japan, I'm sure they do that a lot more often than not. Mm -hmm. However, we'll more than likely have SAO release at the end of January. Mm -hmm. So then we'll have Makoto Shinkai's film in February, most likely. That makes sense because Shinkai does tend to do a lot of like, even if the film isn't specifically romantic, there tends to be more romantic themes. And obviously February is... Month. Perfect time to do it. Mm. 
Although I will say, so we watched the teaser trailer in the Discord as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the people in there, um, Oxy, he's big into filmmaking. Like he directs films and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to make it into the film industry. So he understands a lot of the nuances of sound design and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we all watched it together. That was the first time any of us had seen it. And he was like, did anybody else get goosebumps? Like just listening to the track in mm-hmm. that. And I was like, oh, it wasn't just me. Thank <laughs> God. Because <laughs> it's so good. Mm-hmm. I am beyond excited to actually be able to sit down and go to the theaters and watch that whenever it releases. Because now that anime is becoming so much more mainstream, more people are going. So it'll be nice to actually go see a Makoto Shinkai film. Yeah, have the theater packed. Yeah, it will be. Like I'm beyond excited for that. So it'll yes. be fun. It'll be epic. Yeah. And then one other piece of news. Mm-hmm. The girlfriend's gonna hate me. Oh. So Crunchyroll and Apple have decided to team up. Oh. So now during FaceTime calls, you can watch anime together. Oh. Okay. Girlfriend's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how that's a thing. So uh, she best hopes she doesn't want to FaceTime me anymore because <laughs> the moment she does, and I know you're listening to this, so hi, you. <laughs> There's no escaping the anime. <laughs> Girl, if you need a break, you can just come over here, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to Canada where, you know, the other weeb is waiting. <laughs> 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 there is no escape. <laughs> Oh, but that's it. That's all yeah. I've got for news. Yeah. Just those two really big things. Those are, uh, yeah, my brain is right now. I, uh, news, <laughs> new information needs to time to filter. <laughs> did the anime FaceTime calls just break you? Is that what Yeah, happened? well, because then I got on a whole mental tangent about the fact that I don't have an iPhone and I'm mad about it. I'm sorry, what was that? I said, now I've gone on a whole mental tangent about the fact that I don't have an iPhone and I'm mad about it. (laughs) Mate, time to switch. Come back to the light. Uh, I mean, I had an iPhone in high school and Uh it was fine. But like, I like, I like my Galaxy. It's nice. Listen, okay. We got really good cameras. So do Galaxies. We got better cameras than Galaxies. I have... Five cameras. I know the iPhone currently has a lot too. <laughs> yeah. So so listen, we got really good cameras. Mm. We got stupid easy design. This is easy design and it hooks up with my PC and and all of that jazz. Like I don't have to like I can transfer files just so easy on my laptop and on my PC and on my art tablet and shit. But also anime FaceTime calls. But also Discord. Anime FaceTime calls. Do you realize the amount of hoops you got to jump through to be able to stream stuff through Discord? I know, but like, there's like, like other sites of like share screen viewing sites. But again, like, it's a pain in the ass to do all of that. You can do it through a FaceTime call. Mm. Think of the ease of application. Mm. So simple. But expensive. So <laughs> it's not expensive. I have a working phone. I don't need a new one. But Apple. I can't even buy new phone cases for my phone anymore because it's old. See? My point stands. But I don't need a new one. And I want a new drawing tablet. I want a new drawing tablet. That comes first. Come to the dark side. And I need to get easel. Join me. 
easels are expensive. I had an easel and I threw it away because I said I'm done with artwork and now I'm in art school and I miss that easel. It's all about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, look at us both trying to get tablets for drawing at the same time. Teenagers are dumb. Why do we throw stuff away when we're teenagers? Parents should not let teenagers throw shit away. Parents should not throw teenagers shit away. Yeah, true. You, you realize I could probably be a millionaire with the fucking Pokemon card collection I had growing up? I or cannot, Yu-Gi-Oh cards? I cannot find my Pokemon card collection anywhere, and I swear I hoarded it. Yeah, so you see, I could be a fucking millionaire at this mm. point if I still had those cards. I threw away all my Barbies. 90s Barbies? Do you know how much they would be worth? I got Beanie Babies. I don't have any be- Beanie Babies. I mean, Beanie Babies aren't worth shit. Mm-hmm. But I got Beanie Babies. Well, they thought they are. were going to be worth shit. Some Beanie Babies are worth shit. Some Barbies Very, are worth shit. I mean, Barbies are have a lot more collectibilities than Beanie Babies. Mm, that's especially true. anymore. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I've got. So, um, Beauty and the Beast, but better? Uh, yes, I'm... I'm I'm excited to jump into this uh, this film. And this was not, I didn't know what to expect with this film, but it went in a direction. So <laughs> this released at the same time as Sing a Bit of Harmony. Mm-hmm. So I had to make a decision on what to go see. And Sing a Bit of Harmony, I guess, just spoke to me mm-hmm. a bit more. Because mm-hmm. I kind of like the idea of a singing AI. <laughs> yeah. But... Then, like, I'm honestly sad I didn't go see this, too. Like, I should have just seen both. Mm, well, I Both mean, should have been an option for me. This is a kind of singing AI as well. Uh, this is more, like, SAO singing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's um, very much like that, yeah. At least that's how I saw it, anyway. Yeah, well, it is that kind of, like, you put on a VR set, but better, and... Get transported. VR earbuds. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Bluetooth VI earbuds. AirPods. Oh, VI AirPods. I love it so much. Um, yeah. Um, okay, let's go background. I think it's going to be very difficult to talk about the synopsis of this. Uh, I will say that there are there are triggers in this. I can't specify what the triggers are without giving away a huge portion of the story. Like a huge like the big twist plot surprise thing you know the focal point general trigger warning and then we'll give a more specific trigger warning at the particular point in time that it comes up Um, i'm gonna have to cut out like a whole five minute bit yeah we're just trying to figure out what what triggers to say so we're just going to give a very blank general trigger warning for the film and then when we get into discussing the plot line if you want to have spoilers and to know what the trigger warning is, you can hear about it later on. If you don't want to know what the spoilers are, you're okay with triggers, then go and watch it. But to say what the trigger is would spoil the plot line. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's cool. go with that. Yeah. <clears throat> background. Go for it. Uh, well, I had background pulled up, but now I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Bill, this film directed by Mamoru Hosoda. Mm-hmm. This is the director who is behind films like The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, mm-hmm. Wolf Children, and Mirai. Mm. The 
production company that made it was Studio Chizu, mm -hmm. who also were behind Wolf Children and Mirai as well. Mm -hmm. And that's been like their biggest claim to fame. I remember whenever Mirai came out back in 2018, mm -hmm. it was actually a pretty good film. Mm. Good, cool. Yeah. So yeah, there's my background. Nice. Uh, so Bell also has another name, which you may have heard it um, under, because I'm seeing that in some sites, Bell is the prominent name, and in other sites, it's called Ryu to Soba Kasu no Hime. I read that perfectly to Brad earlier, and of course, now I stumble on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the most of the artwork seems to have uh, bell on it as like the the movie poster seems to be bell but sometimes it's under the um japanese name so uh it is rated a pg-13 which i feel like is accurate that seems to be a little bit younger to around the same age as most of the characters and it feels like it fits it it definitely does. Like it fits kind of the age range of a lot of the characters in it. It kind of fits the overall tones. I feel like teenagers could watch this and potentially take something away yeah. from it. Mm -hmm. I feel like this could be. Uh, I won't, I'm not going to say necessarily like a fairy tale with a moral attached to it, but it does have some kind of like confidence boosting, relatability, um, coming of age vibes to it. It feels closer to like original fairy tales mm. than actual fairy tales, if that makes sense. Yeah, in a way, it's it's so. Brad mentioned before that it's kind of based on Beauty and the Beast, um, and I think that it's actually more appropriate than Beauty and the Beast, funnily enough, because it's less Stockholm. So um, that's what I've told people because yeah. people because I've been trying to get a lot of people to watch it, at least the people around me. Mm -hmm. They're like, "Oh, what's it about?" I'm like, "Beauty and the Beast, better animation." Better music, less Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> uh, the music I'm going to hold you against because that's my childhood. But um... <laughs> It was also my childhood. But you know what? You don't hear me listening to the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack on repeat. Now do you? Uh, yeah, but I do. <laughs> I'm going to call you... I'm going to call bullshit on that one. No, seriously, I do. Ask Jen. All right, I'm going to text Jen right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Um... <laughs> It was her birthday the other day. I know. I meant to say happy birthday and forgot because I'm dumb. And I, I, I forgot to. Jen, if you're listening, we love you. Happy birthday or happy belated you. birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> but yeah, um, so on my anime list, Bell is rated a 7.62 out of 10. On Anime Planet, it is a 4.07 out of 5 or an 8.14 out of 10. So seeing as we normally do on standard, Anime Planet is a little bit higher, about a half a point higher than my anime list on your 8 out of 10 on your 8 out of 10 ratings. It's about an 8 out of 10 if you average them out. I meant to say on your 10 out of 10 ratings. Um, <laughs> and it has a drop rate of 0.92%, which is about standard for a film. But this film has also only just dropped in the English circles of like, you know, not in theatre and stuff. So that is probably going to change. I won't say it's going to change like dramatically, but people are less likely to walk out of a cinema than they are to turn it off when they're watching it on their laptop at home. So mm. not only that, but this is a long film. It is. It's just over like, two hours at two hours, two minutes. Yeah. For a feature length anime film, typically your time is like an hour 30 to an hour 40. Yeah. And this had an extra two hours. 
two or not two, fuck, <laughs> 20 minutes. God. Yeah. It's been one of those days. Mm. But also, I will say, although it has that long of a runtime, it doesn't feel like that long of a runtime. No, no. Uh, in some longer films, you kind of end up with a bit in the middle where you feel like there's a, not necessarily a break in story, but like you kind of get like a, like, like an a end of a period. chapter and then the beginning of a new chapter. Yeah. This is how I I would consider this all to be one chapter. You don't really get that breath in the middle. Yeah, the pacing is phenomenal. Like, mm-hmm. there's no point to where you're just, like, out of breath or wanting more. Like, everything just flows flawlessly. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, in, I enjoyed this film. I think it's, I think it's very good. I, okay, so, basic storyline is you have a young teenage girl. She's described as mousy and a country bumpkin. She's kind of the you know, uh, the quiet girl in class. Um, And she is a high school student in a rural village. And um, it's kind of uh, based around her real life. And then this new app comes out, or game, app game, kind of both, um, where you can go online and you have a, you know, a a skin, basically, and you can become somebody else um, online. And it's like a... a like it's uh it's kind of like they describe it as kind of being like a chat room a forum or whatever but it's also kind of like like um oh what's that game it's not the sims it's the other one um i don't know it's like a a, a real life simulator though um and uh, but like also magical worlds and stuff i had a question about this okay uh-huh. i was thinking about this while we were watching okay. this specific one the way that this works is that it takes your body shape face all that kinds of stuff. And it gives you uh, a skin basically based off of that. And you can mm-hmm. say yes or no and, and, and make it work, but it kind of makes one for you to start with. Mm-hmm. What would you want yours to be? So, I mean, whenever it comes right down to it, I'm not much of a like looks person whenever it comes to RPGs and video games and stuff like that. Like I've never one to much go into like the create a character depths. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like I'd probably just hit the randomize button a few times, see what happened and then kind of roll with it. But, I mean, the fact that it can take like your physical appearance and then make a like suggestion off of it. Yeah. I would be fine with more than likely. Mm. Would you want to be uh, like humanoid or like a creature? I I would say probably humanoid. Yeah, I think I would too. I I would. I think it would be sick to have like wings or something. Um, but I feel like if I was too different from my human body, I would just be clumsy the whole time. <laughs> this uh, this does give me like a really good idea for something to cover in the near future. Yeah. Because SAO did a spinoff, like, specifically for Gun Gale. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with the main storyline of SAO. But it builds more on the Gun Gale world and how, like, the characters are created. And, like, kind of the differences and, like, how it goes about, like, the building of its actual skins. Mm-hmm. So, because of this, I might actually change next week's topic just solely so we can continue off of this. Because it makes a... V- like you brought back the like analytical point of my brain of whenever I watched that season, I was like, Oh, Oh, this is an idea. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So yeah, next week's idea has been decided. Nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, I think that's all of our background though. Background done. Yes. So um, let's check on those spoiler chicken hats and, and dive into the discussion. Yeah, discussion time. Yay. Chicken hats on that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, Country Bumpkin has a crush on Popular, dude. I don't even think it's ne- like she does, but also, mm. uh, it's like childhood best friend type thing. Yeah, there's a level of admiration there and appreciation for him that has. It's one of those things where it's like when you're that age you don't quite have the same level of differentiation of feelings. So, mm-hmm. like, they bleed into one another. So you have a level... I suppose that happens in adulthood as well, but I think it's more prominent when you're a teenager of, like, he did something really nice for me when I really needed someone to be there for me when I was younger. And that level of appreciation and and then admiration for him for the fact that he's, like, the pretty much the prince of the school, you know, mm-hmm. um, combines to develop kind of a, a crush romantic kind of feeling and okay so this is one thing that i will say about this film as well Mm -hmm. the story slightly differs if you watch it between sub and dub Mm -hmm. because honestly i rented the film on youtube Mm -hmm. so i had left the subtitles on because i was too lazy to turn them off but we watched it in english Mm -hmm. so me being me i paid attention to both Mm -hmm. just to see kind of what the differences were Mm -hmm. The English dub portrayed it more as a admiration level mm-hmm. thing than it was just a love thing. Yeah. So I, and the way, like the overall body language of the characters and the way that it was all done, I saw it more of as, as an admiration thing. Mm-hmm. But I did notice the subtitle translation, like trying to make it lean more towards, like it was kind of blurring the line a little bit between the two. Yeah, see, I the body language that I got, I only watched it subbed. I didn't, I didn't hear the English. Um, I saw it as, as kind of both. Like I, that, that's how how it came across to me. Um, especially considering the girl talk between um, Suzu and uh, Ruka. They have her as Ruka here, but I swear that wasn't her name in the show. Yeah, it's Ruka. Is it? E. Mm-hmm. Unless you're talking about uh, Hiruka. No, 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 no. Okay, it's Luca. I maybe the subtitles had it as Luca. I feel like it was Luca in the subs. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but we'll go with Luca. Um, uh, when they were having their girl talk, um, that came across as very like talking about their two crushes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I definitely did see the level of like it being kind of popular, you know, the the admiration, the the respect. There was it was a huge factor in her feelings um mm. and and to be honest um i i'm gonna skip right to the end here but i appreciate that they never fully established anything between um the two male leads and suzu um either way like it was mm. never there was never wrapped up in a nice bow you know because generally to be honest i don't think it would be healthy for any of them to be together <laughs> No, now Ruka getting with uh, fuck, what is his name? Uh, uh, Shinjiro. Shinjiro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ruka getting with Shinjiro. That was 
Honestly, I'm not gonna lie, that was one of the cutest fucking things I, I have ever seen in anime. I adored that. I so adored and I I really, really, really like what they did with Ruka's character. The fact yes. that um it kind of seemed like maybe she was like pretty but bitchy on the inside and like orchestrating all this kind of stuff. And Suzu is kind of projecting her insecurities on Ruka and on Hisotake, you know, on Shinobu. Um, and like projecting that they should be together because they look like they would go together and then therefore Ruka is automatically talking about him when she says that she'd like someone and mm-hmm. um, and and it's like it's all projection from uh, Suzu's own insecurities and the fact that mm-hmm. Ruka ends up just being really nice to her and is like actually no that's not who I have a crush on I like the weirdo that's, that's kayaking um is is just it's normal you know it's like it's cute and it's it doesn't end up with a female lead being pretty and bitchy which i appreciate yeah also just the dynamic between them all like it was very stories like this of like coming to age stories where they get like how teenagers are yeah like that stuff is great i love to see that because Mm. it just kind of hits home like how real the characters are and how they feel yeah Rather than going with like your typical story, because I feel like if this had been almost any other anime, Ruka would have been the pretty on the outside, bitchy on the inside Agreed. type scenario. Yeah. But I feel like that wouldn't have, for one, it wouldn't have told the same story, but two, it would have, like, I don't think that would have been as real. No, no. And I, I, yeah, I feel like in a lot of media in general, teenage girls tend to be pitted against each other a lot. And, mm-hmm. Like, I understand that teenage girls are bitchy. Like, I lived it. Like, it's fine. Um, (laughs) But I don't think that making media that promotes teenage girls being bitchy helps to teach teenage girls not to be bitchy. Mm -mm. You know? Yeah. It. So this kind of show, this kind of movie, where it's like the project... Because that's the thing. is like a lot of the times in real life, you can think someone's being bitchy, but it is your own projection onto them. They may have done nothing, or maybe they had an awkward moment and you perceived it as them being mean to you or whatever, or, or um, sarcastic or something. And really, they're just socially anxious, which I feel like most of us are most of the time. You know, um, if you had just continued the conversation or had another conversation or something, you could work it out very easily and figure out more about that kind of person. But if you keep that perception of them, then you kind of prove your own point as you go, you know, Mm. it's like a, a making the facts fit the end result rather than trying to find the end result from the facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And, and so I feel like getting media out there like this, where you have teenage girls that are, you know, projecting bad things on people or their own insecurities out there or whatever, and then having it come back to them that people are just people. Um, it's good. I like to see it. Yeah, same. Mm. Very much enjoy. Yes. And Shinjiro is adorable. Oh, my gosh. I adore Shinjiro's character, and I'm sad he wasn't in the film more. <laughs> I know. He's just, he's a, he, he's like a golden retriever. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about it is, is that I, up until this film, I swore up and down that Rim's confession in ReZero was like my favorite confession in anime of all time. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been topped. <laughs> I 
think oh, the way that they animated this <laughs> with with her just standing there with her face covered and just bright red and then him like them talking out and just what do I say? I don't know what to say. Say, you know, thank you. And or also think- like and him like leaving frame, coming back, leaving frame, coming back. Like just the way that it was done. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I had the biggest fucking smile. Me too. On my face from that. Even like that was amazing. Oh, like even Susie like sneakily <laughs> leaving so that they could talk, and then uh-huh. like, and then Shinobu going up to her and be like, "Hey, have you seen Shinjiro?" And she's like, "Yes, no, yet." no yeah no <laughs> he's like what <laughs> and she's like i have but like don't disturb them and then truck comes by and she's gone i know i know <laughs> i i love how that got used twice yeah. during this like i adored that bit too <laughs> oh my god so so good this film has just so many adorable little quirks it does but, and i think um, i think the um the quirks and the animation differences the animation changes that they made are very smart the way they did them mm-hmm. um because like the cgi is exclusively used when they are in the ai the simulator world mm-hmm. yeah which gives that a more a high robotic feel you know um not only that, but it makes it feel different. It does. Like, it makes it feel like a truly new world. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. And honestly, like, as much as I bitch about CGI mm-hmm. in anime, like, the fact that it was separated from the real world, so we never had, like, there was never any in-between. It was always either one or the other, and mm-hmm. they weren't trying to blend it. Yeah. I adore that. And the CGI was done very well. Like, it wasn't just super jarring or anything like that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that it gave it um, enough of a... And there was enough of a difference, but there was also a level of, like... Like, the anime characters look fairly human, fairly proportionate. Mm-hmm. But when you take anime drawings and you make them CGI, they become a little bit more, um, like, bizarre. <laughs> to the Like, your brain registers that they're not a depiction of humans accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, and like their limbs are a little bit too long or a little bit too slim and, and their movement's a little bit too weird, you know, and it's not that it's bad CGI. It's just that your brain doesn't like that. It's, you know what I mean? Like if you watch like a CGI music video or something, like it feels a little bit off, like uncanny, you know, mm-hmm. it feels unnatural. Yeah. Like it's, it's okay. And it's pleasing to look mm-hmm. at, but also it's just unnatural. Yeah. And they used that made it so that you so that that was the distinction so that there was like you feel a little bit unnatural because this is an unnatural world and other times especially in like i feel like sports animes tend to just throw cgi in there quite a bit um and uh and action animes as well because they're trying to blend it in with the real world sometimes you can not even notice that it's cgi but you feel that like uncanniness to what you're watching Mm -hmm. and you don't quite always know what it is unless you know what to look for but it can it can sometimes take you out of the show but because of this it's like ah no i'm feeling weird because like i'm in a i'm in the computer Mm -hmm. because shows like your line april they blend cgi in flawlessly Mm -hmm. to where you never know that it's cgi unless you just like try to scrutinize it Mm -hmm. and to those that don't know if you actually pay attention they all the piano playing is done in CGI, but it's just 
flawless mm-hmm. to where you, if you don't know, you're never going to notice. The first time watching your line April, I couldn't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Probably podcast brain. That's the only reason I can fucking tell the difference. Mm-hmm. But with this, like just because of the true disconnect between the world world and you, like I was okay. Like it's one of those things. If you're going to do something CG, then do something CG. And then if you're going to 2D animate, then 2D animate. And the fact that there is a distinguishable difference and also how well the CGI was done, Mm. like, yeah, it's going to feel unnatural and it's going to feel a bit like choppy or frame ratey, if that makes sense Mm -hmm. to video game people. But it's not so, like, it wasn't bad. Mm. Like, I have no complaints about any of the animation in this in general. Yeah. Also, I like colors, and you get a lot more colors out of CGI than you do, like, 2D animation. Mm-hmm. And especially the world of you. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like colors. Yeah. I like Belle's art style. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do, too. I found that it was very Disney um, in the face shape. Like, it, it reminded me a lot of, like, Elsa and Anna from Frozen in their, their mm-hmm. eye shape, their face shape. It was very different from what you would normally see in anime. Mm-hmm. Um. But the the physicalities, the body and the movement actually reminded me a lot more of Barbie, which I found interesting. Mm, I, you know, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was truly a mix of styles. And again, we kind of like pretty much everybody that I watched this with and blue as well, like all kind of made the connections to Beauty and the Beast as well. Yes. Like you can tell they took a lot of ideas from a lot of different yeah yeah, took a lot of inspiration from a lot of different things and they meshed it together for one phenomenal film yeah so i do think that um if you've watched disney's the beauty and the beast there are scenes that are i won't say identical but very comparable and Mm -hmm. uh i happen to have read the original fairy tales of beauty and the beast the several versions of them um and a lot of them tend to be fairly similar along the same path. Some of them can be quite different. Um, but like the, sh- I guess it's the shots, like the, 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 her running into the darkened castle um, with the, with the, in this case, AI sprites hiding around the, the pillar look very similar to Belle from Beauty and the Beast Disney version running into the empty castle and then having, um Mrs. Potts and and Lumiere and Cogsworth hiding behind the pillar in that one as well. And the same thing mm-hmm. with the um with the, the ballroom dancing scene. Also, I would say there was a lot of that that was fairly shot for shot. They have um costume changes in this film that isn't in the Disney film, uh, which also very much reminded me of Barbie. I feel like that's a pinnacle Barbie moment of <laughs> like mm-hmm. changing the dress um, when something magical happens. Uh, but the that shot of them dancing, the way that she takes his hands in two hands and then dances, I feel like that I've seen that same sequence of dance in either a Barbie film or in Beauty and the Beast. And so there's a lot of very, very direct comparison, which makes it so that if you've seen the Disney film, there are moments where you're like, that's pretty much shot for shot. That I wasn't 100% keen on, but I also don't know how they would necessarily make it so that you didn't think of the Disney film, considering how prominent the Disney film is and it's the same retelling of the same story. So um, like, I don't, I, I feel like they, 
I, I feel like I've seen those shots before, though. I feel like that's the thing that maybe pulled me out a little bit was like, oh, that's shot for shot from Disney, um, which I wasn't 100% keen on. Overall, though, I really, really enjoyed the cyber bullying um, social media aspect of this. Mm-hmm. I thought that really brought it into the modern age. Yeah, it felt very modern with a lot of its things with like the SAO earbud premise of Mm -hmm. virtual reality. Yeah. The way that it's done is that it like enhances Mm -hmm. your like natural abilities, Mm -hmm. which is essentially what VR is kind of designed to do for games and stuff like that is give you the opportunity to do things that you would never actually be able to do yourself. Yes. Or in the case of our main character, like get over her PTSD of losing her mother and be able to do the things that she and her mother did like sing and do music together for her to be able to overcome that and actually create her own music and make a legacy for herself using what her mother gave her after being traumatized by her mother's death at such a young age yeah yeah i that scene like i get it but it pisses me off (laughs) <laughs> you know because it's it's the bystander effect it's there's a little girl who's on a on a stone island in the middle of a raging river and the river is i guess like a dam broke or there has been a flood or something and the, the river water is rising and mm. there's a bunch of people standing on the on the other side of the river um or i suppose she's kind of in the middle of the river on the island so they're standing on the edge of the river and they're all just watching and there's I don't know, 20 adults there. Um, But Suzu's mom is the one that puts on the life jacket and goes out to save the girl. She gets the girl across. She puts the life jacket on the girl, gets the girl across, and she gets washed away in the river. That's how she dies. And then there's the cyber aspect of, like, the article was published online and people were like, why would this mother sacrifice her life for somebody else's child and leave her own child behind and everything? And Suzu grew up reading this. Um, And... I get that it's the bystander effect. It's a real psychological thing. This movie is very good at portraying how people real are are in real life. You know, people would just stand there and watch. It's why in first aid training, they tell you to point to someone and say, you call 911 or you um, uh, get a first aid kit or you, you know, do whatever you need to do, block people from watching, you know? Um, mm. is because if you just say somebody call 911, nobody will. So you have to point out to someone specifically and, and then that person will go and, and do the thing because the bystander effect is a real thing. You panic, you freeze. Um, it's like herd mentality. Sometimes we think we're smarter than we are as humans, but we rely heavily on our instincts a lot of the time. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and in this case, it was it was one of those those scenarios where you just had one, her mom specifically break, break away from the pack and I assume it was probably motherly instinct that was the trigger of that. Like she, her daughter was the same age as the little girl there. So it was kind of her reflection of my child saved the other child. Because it didn't look like there were any other parents of children around that same age there. Although we do later find out that Shinobu was there and he was the one that pulled Suzu's arm. But it didn't look like he had parents there. I don't know. But also, parents. <laughs> Susan runs off to go and find okay I'm jumping right to the end because I'm mad about this and it's relatable uh, but Susan runs right off to go get on a she goes she gets driven to the train station then she gets on the train to go find Ryu and and his younger sibling Tomo I think who were being severely abused by their father 
trigger warning. That's the trigger warning is at the end of the film. That happens. Um, and they just, none of the adults go with her. They're like, no, this is a thing she has to do on her own. I'm like, she's, she's a teenage girl going to face a grown man who has been known. You witnessed him be physically abusive. And you're like, no, this is something she has to do. I mean, it's typical, like, fantasy storytelling bullshit. And again, I don't, even I was like, okay, yeah, this, this is not realistic. This is dumb. Because that's not something that she should have to do herself. Yeah. But also, it's so dumb. They're like, oh, hey, so listen, we called the cops. They can't do anything. And I'm like, the fuck you mean they can't do anything? It's not a missing person case. They can't do anything for the next 48 hours. I'm sorry, what? This isn't a missing person. And even then, that's not true. Like, if you can file a missing person report as soon as you think somebody's missing, you do not have to wait 48 hours. I mean, not only that, but they tried to put out a fucking like wellness check mm-hmm. like they asked for a wellness check mm-hmm. what do you mean you can't go do a fucking well what the hell right especially considering that there is like video evidence yeah exactly that threw me off i think the reason why that threw me off so much was because up until that point the characters behaved like humans well the 48-hour thing pissed me off. Yeah, me too. But the thing about it is, is that even here in the States, which it might be a state-by-state state thing, but I know you can't file a missing persons report for 24 hours. That's not true. It's a myth. They tell you that so that you don't bug them. I mean, you can file a police report as soon as you think somebody's missing, even if they're an adult. Yeah, but... Are they going to take it seriously until it's they to the 24-hour? You, you can push. You can file it. Yeah. So still, that's the that's the thing. Like, Although I guess it is like realistic, it's stupid. Like, I agree with you. Like, it, it's stupid. Like, it shouldn't be a rule. Yeah. I mean, I was ready to kind of forgive that. Like, that, that phone call police officer. Because they needed... I could see how they're like, okay, but we need her to go... So I could, like, I would have preferred it if they had done, we called the police, okay, we're going to try and find them. We don't know exactly where they are, but we're going to send somebody out to try and find them. Then Suzu gets on the, the train, gets to Tokyo. The police can't find the person that they're looking for. So they've gone back to the station to try and do some digital work on the video or whatever, or, or try and, like, ask around at the station or something. And so they've gone back but they did like they looked through the neighborhood but couldn't find anything, which is reasonable. Like they went back to the station to then do some research. Mm. I can feel like I feel like that's a plot point. So then Suzu and a couple of the other old ladies and Shinobu and whoever else is there are running through the streets, and then they all split off and Suzu runs down an alleyway, and that's when she finds them, and then they have that moment. They could still have the moment <laughs> whilst everybody else is still just running around looking, you know? It dumb. Yeah, I don't understand why they had to send her on the train by herself with no adults. And not even any of the other kids were like, we should go with her. Especially considering that they drove her to the train station and then let her go. It wasn't even like she booked it out of the room. They couldn't keep up with her. And she just hopped on the train because it was right there and the train left, you know? They drove her to the train station, let her get on the train when she... They saw him on video. They saw a grown man beating on two 
teenage kids. I'm like, oh, what are we going to do? Send another teenage kid into this mix? Like, the film was so good. And then that happened and it just took me completely out of reality. I was like, this is unreasonable. Yeah, like, again, it's one of those things. I get the whole, you want Suzu to be the one to go find the boys. Mm -hmm. Just because she's literally the only one that the boys will trust. Yeah. But have other people there to deal with the fuckhead of a dad. Yeah. Yeah. And I can understand Suzu's feeling of responsibility for these kids. Like, she's the one who's, like, connected with them. She's the one that knows them. She's the one that they trust. She feels like she needs to go herself. I I get that. And I feel like that should have happened. I feel like you could have had the film where she goes. I just don't understand why she had to go on her own. Like I said, she shouldn't have went alone. Mm. She should have went alone to the boys. Mm. Yeah, they could have cut that so that she was there. And they could have even had her have the same standoff with, with their dad. But like, And then had people come and tackle the fucking dad after the fact. Yeah, or like have him run away. And then when he runs away, it's just a shot to like a police car. And he like yeah, runs into a police car. Yeah, because you know? even then, like that would have been fine. Yeah. Like, like, just, I, just a couple of shot changes could have made all of that a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because, at the very least, they should have done the cop car bit. Like, I I get, like, them wanting to send her alone to find the boys. Because, again, mm. she's literally the only one they can trust. So that yeah. much I get. But at least get the cops a little bit more involved. And then that could have wrapped all of that up in a nice little bow. Yeah, I agree. Maybe it could have gone to a shot of, like... Uh, even though I wouldn't like it, you could have the ladies drop her off at the train station, then go back to the school, and then you see them like working with the police. And it's like the reason why they wouldn't send somebody out is because they didn't have an exact location or whatever. They're still on the phone. She gets there, and then you get the confrontation, and then dad runs off, and then as he runs off, he runs into a couple of police officers, and then it's like, okay. So they went back to help with the situation, and then the police came, you know? Or if anything, because Suzu kind of had some idea whenever she got to Tokyo to deal with mm -hmm. this. So as soon as she gets off the train, go to the police station, tell them the story, tell them what she's going to do. Then she runs off. The events happen exactly as they happen. Mm -hmm. But then, like we said, like after he runs away, he runs into the cops. He gets arrested, all that shit. And then that would have at least been a level of closure and not fuck up as much. Yeah, I just... Uh, it's the, very very minimal changes i agree i think one of the things that doesn't sit right with me with this is that ryu goes on and on he has a huge like monologue about how people say they're gonna help they say they're gonna help they talk to his dad but nothing happens they say they're gonna help nothing happens and suzu's help is to stand there and face off the dad which does help in this specific situation but there's no result to that you know, so she's helped in this one instance, but then she's going to have to leave and go back to the countryside. And then what happens? The kids go back to their dad? Like, you know? Yeah, that's why at the very least, dad should have been arrested and then they could have moved on from there. Yeah, it still ended up being a, people say they're going to help and it's just a front and then they don't actually, nothing comes of it. Yeah. Which just kind of proves Ryu's whole point. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I feel like they should have gone that one step further with consequences for the father. And that would have, that would have changed a lot. I don't know. It's, the film is good. The film is really good. 
it's just not amazing because the the res the resolution isn't quite as intense as it needs to be. It's like the the consequences are intense, but the resolution is mild. Do you get me? Yeah, I get you. Anyway, moving on from that, because I feel like I've ranted enough. I actually really liked the fact that Ryu and Shinobu are not the same person because it does kind of toy with you a little bit in the beginning of introducing Ryu as to whether or not you think it could be Shinobu. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also really enjoyed the fact that they showed how quickly people jump to conclusions on the internet and how um, uh, theories become reality very quickly. Yeah, because those things like spread like wildfire real quick. Yeah, yeah. So for you with him, he was like a, a fighting arena, like warrior kind of dude. Uh, what am I thinking of? Gladiator. He was in like a gladiator battle arena and um, had a really, really, really good record that kind of picked up the um, uh, like the self <laughs> self-inflicted police. Like there's no there's no mods or like um uh you know like game developers or anything online that are like policing anything. It's just a free for all. And so there's this one dude and his buds decided that they were gonna become the police of the world. And they decide that they don't like Ryu because he has a record of beating all of these people in the gladiator arena. And so they go to fight him and he interrupts one of Suzu or Belle's concerts and um, that's when they when they get to know each other and there's no real reason for them to not like him it's not really established as to why other than the fact that he has a really good fight record and he's not exactly you know pretty you know he's he's like a dragon form and um, and then and then all of a sudden all of these rumors start coming out that he's a, a murderer he's a, a I don't know, like other <laughs> bad things. And it's like, and they're trying to, to unmask him to find out who he is. And, um, uh, and he's, it's just not at all. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things to where people fear what they don't know. True. So I feel like that was a very good play off of that. And mm-hmm. that like, since people don't know who he is, they're going to project who they feel it is off on other people. They're going to go digging. And again, it's the age of social media to where as soon as like one person finds a close enough story, everybody's going to fucking jump on it. Yeah. I mean, there's been several of those, those instances that have happened within the past few years of like, you hear about uh, online drama or like T channel or whatever. And they're like, this person did a bad thing and everyone just jumps on it. And, it's not even the right person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it ruins people's lives. It ruins their careers. It, like, ruins their personal relationships. It ruins their self-esteem. Like, it's a very hot topic, I guess, to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, we should try not to lead with emotions and try and keep a more objective perspective when um, viewing things online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree. Now, as humans, it's probably not going to happen. No. But no, that that's a very valid point. Yeah. Yeah. So what you give it? <sighs> um, 
the ending pissed me off, but I really liked the music. I really liked the animation. I liked the distinction between the CGI and the 2D animation. The art style is really interesting. And the fact that there was such a difference in art style between the CGI and the 2D animation was really good. Um, I liked the relationships of the characters. I thought all of the characters individually were very good characters and they did their job well. I just don't like the the ending dynamic of how that how that went down. I really actually appreciate the relationship between Suzu and her father. Um, even though I mean just go to grief counseling, but like I get it. Um and I like how there was some like a teaser of resolution at the end for those. Like Suzu kind of comes into her own lens about herself a little bit more and then she can start developing the relationship with her father again. And I can sort of understand her father, like, not really knowing how to proceed, like, how to do anything with it. But also, like, go to grief counselling. Um, I'm at sitting at, like, a, an eight, I feel like. Mm-hmm. What are you? Uh, I think I'm sitting probably, like, 8.5 to 9. Yeah. Because, again, although I do have my issues with, like, how the ending thing was handled, I think hmm. a cup. I think a couple of shots, like literally just three to five second shots could fix that. I agree. So because of literally what 10 seconds could have changed, I feel like I can't dock anything more than like a point to a point and a half at most. Mm. Oh, I did have one thing else that I wanted to say. Uh Um, The end song where she's transforming between her AI, her, her skin and herself Mm. um they the the song the lyric what she when she's singing they talk about how her her voice is trembling but the singer wasn't trembling i'm pretty certain that was auto-tune that they they changed her pitch i think in the dub the actress that did it like she was actually like trembling yeah like choking up a bit okay and again, which is why I'm glad I watched the dub because I yeah. actually picked up on that. Now, granted, I do want to watch the sub at some point just to see the differences because again, I read the sub. Mm. I just didn't listen to the sub. Yeah. If you, when you do watch the sub, you should let me, let us know if you also heard that as, as um, autotune. Because mm-hmm. if it is auto-tune, it sounded robotic. And I think that moment should have been human, not robotic. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't a fan of that. I would be interested to watch the dub, to watch that scene in the dub and see if um, that made an impact to the emotion. Um, because I was feeling emotional. Like I got goosebumps. I teared up a little bit. And then um, I recognized that it was auto-tune and it did kind of like, ooh, you know? But it might not have been auto-tune. It might have just been the way that her voice kind of works but to me it sounded like autotune i see youtube content coming in the future Mm, yeah because i mean might as well (laughs) might as well yeah okay so yeah uh, just just stick it at a nine why not i'm the more hopelessly optimistic of the two of us unless it comes to dive so (laughs) (laughs) that's the same as last week we both ate a nine last week hey look at that yeah i just have a knack for finding good shit The last time we said the same was for Castle in the Sky. Hey, look at that. Yeah, we both at an eight. Bingo. Yeah, okay. Um, That's it from us. (laughs) 
Yeah, we got socials. Um, I am on Twitch kind of sort of regularly, at least once mm. or twice a week mm. at Brad Carter Gaming. Um, I run all of the B&B socials. So anywhere that you can find, you know, social media with B&B anime, you can find me there. Blue, she at Blue Lavender STM on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it- yeah, and that's it. We also have a website, which is www.bnbanime.com. We also have a YouTube channel under the same name, BNB Anime. Yeah, uh, next week we may be doing a sort of online deviant de- variant, the spin-off. Yeah, we're doing SAO Alternative, Gun Gal Online. We're going to be doing that next week. It's like 12, 13 episodes. It's good fun. Yes. I think that you're going to appreciate it because, for one, Reki Kawahara had nothing to do with the writing in it whatsoever. Mm. so you know we don't have to deal with a fucking two-year-old writing a or trying to tell a good story mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah it's it's a blast i i think you'll enjoy it it does have some like slight triggering aspects but we can get into that next week whenever we sit down to cover it yes but overall i'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts also coming up in the next week or two your episode of anime island will be coming we're recording that as soon as we're done recording this yeah so be looking forward to fresh youtube content a lot of fresh youtube content i've got a lot of episodes pre-recorded already so as soon as blues is done we'll have those dropping fairly regularly i think bi-weekly Yes, and also I uh, think that every alternate Friday between those, um, we will be having a First Impressions Friday, which is where Brad tells me what first episode of an anime to watch, and I will only watch the first episode, record a video on what I think of the first episode, and then we will see whether or not I end up binging the whole show or I don't. You know, the bad news for you is that I'm only going to give you stuff that's airing week to week. I know. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to break your heart with everything possible. <laughs> I know, I know. But that first episode will be coming out probably this week, this Friday. But it, might, wa- be, it might end up being next Friday because I fly back to Toronto this week. All right. You're watching Spy Family. Okay. You're not getting away from it. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Next week, Sword Art Online Alternative. But until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.